So, welcome back. No time for questions, no time for the game. Start kicking ass and taking down the names. We're so far, so pod, so what? And we're back in your speakers. I'm Jonathan. And this is Greg. And here we come again. <laughs> oh, I used that one before. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's good. That, that's good, man. I like it. We'll be back, or we are back. <laughs> Talking about we will be back. The, the thing that's weird for me about this this new song is that, like, I don't know if people are talking about this song like they haven't heard Megadeth in, like, 20 years. Like, I don't know, like, a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but I've seen a lot of people, <laughs> I just said, I shouldn't say a lot of people, and then I immediately no, no, said a lot of people. Very phrase, yes, yeah. and I use that very phrase. So we'll say sev- several people are, have said, oh, I can't even believe Megadeth blew my balls off of the song. When did they start sounding like this again? And to me, it's like, well, did you stop listening to them in like 1991? Like, I mean, like... And also, it's fun you mentioned a lot of people because uh, I I was waiting for you because I'm on the night shift. So I was waiting and I was gathering some opinions from uh, some esteemed podcasters, some friends of mine, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them in audio too. So they will be in the episode. Oh, that's great. Love it. Love it. Also, none of us have heard these, so they're all, all coming in kind of fresh. Yeah. Which is fun. Okay, let's start with uh, this one because I have it here. Uh, this is our friend from uh, Deep Purple Podcast. So this is this would be John Motola. Johnny M. Johnny M. Coming in. This is John Vic Rattlehead Matola <laughs> reporting on the new Megadeth track. We'll be back. So I just finished listening to it for the first time, and I really love how it sounds like a combo of something off their first album and something off Rust in Peace. Um, really classic thrash metal track. Um, I really enjoyed it um, with a couple of uh, sounded like newer elements uh, thrown into the chorus. Um, really great production, which I feel Mustaine and crew always had, especially in recent years. Um, and the one thing that I thought was interesting was the last minute or so of the song, which was the instrumental part, kind of sounded like something off of a Dio album from the late 90s when he was doing that late 90s metal thing with Tracy G on guitar, which uh, I definitely thought was cool. So uh, this is a definitely a good Megadeth track. I would say if we were giving it the Deep Purple podcast rating, I give it a... 3.5 out of 5. Good stuff. Hmm. Sound review, what do you think? I think that um, maybe not so much the killing uh, comparison, but I could definitely hear elements of a song like Poison Was the Cure, you know, off of Rust in Peace to a degree in, in a song like this. And I can maybe even hear parts of, of, of something from Killing off of, but I could definitely hear a song like Poison Was the Cure in a, in, yeah. in a tune like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, John... John knows what he's talking about. I, I would say that he does. That's um, yeah. I would say that's that's pretty sound. I not really anything to disagree with there. And I did compare it to Rattlehead just then, so I hear yeah. that too. And, oh yeah, and I hear yeah, the oh yeah, piece, you know, so. yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Good point. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was more of a. It was more that I was designing our review there to sort of veer away from too much comparisons to old Megadeth. Uh, right. Uh, more so, more so than I, than I wouldn't hear it because I do hear it. Right. And uh, yeah, I know John. I'm a big fan of his show, and he mm-hmm. he never like splurs out with the ratings to be nice. So 3.5 out of five is pretty much what I would say too. Uh, if I did that, we don't do that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if I did, uh, and it's uh, yeah, sound I, review. Honestly, even if I didn't agree with anything he just said, he did try and play fuck like a beast at a Catholic school. So I mean, he gets points for 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 really anything forever. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, he's a great guy and another yeah. uh, American Italian like you. That's what we are. I like food and I like alcohol, so I'm covered. Yeah, and I like eating late. That's my favorite bit about Italian culture. They eat late. I like that too. You know, ten o'clock at night. That's when. Yeah, it's not. I I mean, it's not. I would say that it's great, but it's not always advisable to consume like you know fourteen hundred calories worth of uh, carbohydrates at two o'clock in the morning. But it doesn't stop us. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. No, these days I get worse: neck burns, uh, throat burns. So I have to avoid that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Heartburn. That's what we call it. Yeah. Heartburn is the word. Yeah. Yeah. It can be nasty. It can be hard to sleep because if you lay down, it's worse. 
Yeah, we sound like a we kind of like a sound like a fucking old man talking about yeah, heartburn. We're, we're getting there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I also realized that message you showed me where you wanted to start a Megadeth podcast for you. Yeah, ago. that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy how that worked out. It's amazing. All it took was a global pandemic and the advancement of technology to, yep. for it to happen. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot happened. So yeah. Uh, and also I realized you were my age then, so about our age as being actually quite similar. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's funny how life turns out, but, you know, yeah. it, uh, it works in, uh, in strange ways, so. It does. Uh, yeah. So let's see what our friend from the Blue Ridge Mountains has to say. John Motala came in from, uh, maybe he said, Rhode Island anyway, Providence. Uh, so this one is from Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, friend of uh, both my shows. And let's see what he has to say. It's news to me. So John, so Greg, so what? <laughs> Trummer here checking in about this new Megadeth track. It's a fucking ripper, man. I just played it like four or five times. Total banger. Um, super fast riff, super cool beat, not a thrash beat, maybe more of a motorhead beat. I don't know. I'm not a drummer, but I really fucking enjoyed it. It's a, it's a, it's a great tune. When it goes into that slow riff in the end, it's got like bit of P-Cells vibes, some old-school Megadeth. I mean, there's nothing I heard here that didn't make me think this was not Megadeth. Like, everything here is full-on old-school, maybe mid-school <laughs> death. Um, it's fucking great. Uh, the lyrics weren't that... <laughs> I, was, I was trying to stay on top of what he was saying. I did like his vocals. He sounds older, more mature, not as squeaky whiny as uh, during the, their best phase. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was something in there about circling the drain. I like that. But a killer track. So I probably will check out this new album when it comes out. Will be uh, the first one in a long time. But, wow. yeah. Thanks for doing the pod. I've really been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Ciao, ciao. Nice. That's impressive. That if, if the um, and it just goes to show that some people checked out on this band so yeah. long ago that this song can come out and they can be blown away. That I mean, he said that. Well, I'm going to buy this record, and it's going to be the first one I buy from them in a very long time. So I mean, that's. Yeah, I believe he told me he checked out in 97, around then. Oh, wow. Holy shit. So wow. like you, he actually listened to them in their, you know, heydays, too. Honestly, I, I feel like that, you know, listen, I've obviously I've, I've never stopped following them, but I, you could argue that, for me, that the last great record they had was Cryptic Writings, you know? So mm -hmm. I, could, I, could, I, I guess I couldn't fault anyone for checking out at that point, especially considering what they followed that up with, which was like, you know, obviously like the the most divisive controversial record they've ever put out. But like, yep. yeah, I think that that's, you know, they, they obviously, you know, obviously they had a, a long period between records. Like this is probably the longest period of time they've ever had between records. Seven years. Yeah, um, that's true. I felt so. Too. I think that they had, they have a couple things going for them right now is they had enough time and enough space between records that they were able to kind of, you know, you can't miss something that never goes away. Right. So it's yeah. like they had the ability to maybe generate some, oh, what, what, what the fuck's, you know, obviously everyone knows bands took a hit in the last couple of years just because of the way of the world or whatever. But yeah, you know, obviously Megadeth went a little bit longer and Mustaine had throat cancer. So they were able to kind of generate some of that absence, make the heart grow fonder goodwill. And so that when a song like this does drop, people hear them and they're like, Holy fuck, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's, yeah, no, he was really surprised. It's tough to argue with that. It sounds he I mean, he sounded genuinely surprised that that's what what came out of them, which is I mean, yeah. you know, to to be able to capture a surprise factor this late in the game for them and this far into the game. I mean, that's that's good. You know? That is good. Yeah, I get more psyched hearing it and he also referred to some things we did with about the voice and so on and then uh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. the riffs, yeah. so uh, we haven't mentioned drums much, but I think Dirk is also doing a great job on this track. It's not super identity like uh, Kiko's uh, performance is, but no, it's no, no. very, very it's good. It serves, solid. The, it serves the song. 
sounds unedited too because i've yeah. heard edited sounds for example washington is next now uh, united abominations it sounds mm-hmm. like they did a little bit of the old beat doctor yeah on that mm-hmm. one uh, and here is probably a take i mean he's good oh yeah he's, really he's very good, good. Mm-hmm. i thought we'd break off the recorded ones with a bit of twitter stuff yeah um, you put up this well folks we got ourselves a new single today sound off here on we'll be back and i didn't check this out until today so it's mm-hmm. pretty new stuff to me uh, and a little bit more brief than the other so uh james ray uh, i don't know him do you know him i do not okay yeah welcome aboard james says not yeah. disappointed that's the entire review not disappointed uh that's how you say a lot in two words something me and greg are not good at yeah i i would <laughs> honestly yeah i guess if you really wanted to uh, minimize or dissect everything we just said. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. Not disappointed, you know. Right, <laughs> right exactly. I'm always you know, <laughs> amazed by how some people can just cook it down and it works. James, so. James, you just destroyed our podcast. Our podcast. You just destroyed uh, right, this episode. Exposed it for what it is, but it's the only <laughs> one. So here we go. You have to we're, stick with us or make we're, a new we're, one. We're word salad chefs. Yep. In comes Mortis Combat. That's a nice name, Mortis with double I, like the artist, and then as in with, as with in Mortis the the yeah the troll okay I think, okay yeah. and then and then combat with a K like uh, Mortal Kombat the game okay I spelled it like that yes so Mort- Mortis Combat comes in pretty good but just jams in a ton of riffs that don't get enough space to breathe sums up most of the good songs from the last twenty years you like this one I saw so I guess you agree. um I I I agree. I, I agree. I think mostly I agreed with the uh, that it's it's very much in line with the best that they've done in the last I don't know about twenty years. I would say very much in line with the best stuff they've done since probably we'll say United Abominations. Um, not so much maybe agree with the uh, just cramming riffs in because it, to me it's it it was too catchy. Mm-hmm. If if it was just about cramming riffs in, it would just be like. Wake Up Dead, which is basically that's yeah, I mean that's that, a riff fiesta. That's a riff fiesta. I mean it's it's maybe it's possibly the worst written pop song in history. Oh yeah, yeah. There's hardly any singing. Whoever their A and R rep was at Capitol Records when Can't they have were being happy. <coughs> either either that they were so jacked up on on blow that they were like, fuck yeah, dude. This yeah, is yeah. it. This is a fucking great fucking single, man. This H- is half the shit. of the vocals in the song is him saying Diana. That's half of yeah, the vocals. I mean, much. even if you open like the Peace Sales booklet, like the lyric lyrics for that song is like it's like that long. Tiny, it's like that big, tiny. tiny. There's no yeah. lyrics, and there's no kind of like we discussed in episode uh, one, like skull beneath the skin. There's really no discernible chorus. There's just a part where they had a part where like, well. Let's just say the, the the song title here, you know, yeah. and like it's, it, and so it's so I don't think that it's the newest song is is just piling riff on top of riff, you know, to the degree that they did on stuff like Wake Up Dead, but um, I could see how maybe one would think that, but I I would definitely agree with that. It's it's very much in line with their best stuff they've done in the last fifteen years. Yeah, I agree with that, and uh, also I would say that. Uh, just to comment on on the on the comment from from Mortis Combat is that for me it doesn't sound like it's a riff fiesta as such. I get it because of the end, but I think, in my opinion, right. it, it aids the song. In my opinion, because it didn't really strike as a radio hit song. It didn't do no. that. It didn't get that metal. So then I prefer no. if they metalize it at the end, because at yeah. least you know they're showing like uh, this song can be this too. You know. Yeah. So I, so, I don't uh, think. Yeah. When I think of uh, riff fiesta, I think of uh, uh, maybe diverting from the uh, direction of the song and i don't think that they for me at least you know uh obviously i'm not going to tell uh mortis combat how mm-hmm. to uh digest the songs but to me i don't think that they you know they cram riffs in for the sake of just cram riffs in again it never really distracted me or, or pulled me out of the vibe of the song yeah you know? Per se, but then again, "Wake Up Dead" never pulls me out of the vibe of the song either. So maybe I'm a t- maybe, uh, maybe I'm the fucking worst person to analyze this. So Mortis, Mortis Combat, uh, thank you for your comment. Thanks for checking this out. And uh, uh, fuck, you might be right for all I know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same. I'm gonna try to speak for him on that riff fiesta thing that he says sums up most of the good songs from the last twenty years. 
So mm-hmm. that message, you, he, oh, yeah, uh, he relates it to the good stuff of late. Yeah. Sure. But he also mm-hmm. relates that to something that happens off late. And while, if I would guess and try and speak for Mortis Combat here, after we both maybe had a different perspective, mm-hmm. my guess would be that he means that in a riff fiesta like Wake Up Dead, it has some kind of flow, and that in the newer stuff, it feels more crammed. And I can sort of see that, you know, it's not start stop in the old school thrash way, it's more like right. Pro Tools y sounding. Here comes the part. Here comes the E part. You know, which could make it more crap. That's well, that's fair, but I think maybe that's just more the product of the the tonality of just modern recordings, which is a shame. You know, because yeah. obviously you'd prefer to not have that. Well, maybe. Well, I would assume you don't. I know I don't. You know, yeah, yeah, I would. I, I would prefer to maybe not have that quality to it. But you know, it's just the. Uh, I try and. I try not to analyze music like that. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've, we've seen how the sausage gets made, yep. you know. So it's it's tough to completely ignore that. But, you know, I try not to be so, again, go back to the Oz reference. I, I try to forget the look behind the curtain. You know. live and let live a bit. And I would say also, I'm such a curious born fella. So for me, you know, looking beneath the, the motorhead or whatever you call that, you know, mm-hmm. in front yeah. of the car. Yeah. It's probably a motorhead, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like opening that hatch on a car doesn't interest me, but in music, yeah. it actually makes me enjoy it more. So I don't yeah. have too much problem with that. And to, you know, address that Pro Toolsy feeling, you know, for anyone that is not involved in this, it basically it means that it sounds like it's a little bit squared up in a digital environment rather than just flowing and i mean i use use it a lot still because it's so practical so of course i would like a lot of free time but uh, you know it's not going to be easy the practicality is really you know yeah i mean of course we all we all kind of dance dance with pro tools i mean that's just well yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's unavoidable but it's the pragmatics of it really make it difficult to avoid if you're if you're budgeted <laughs> yeah, that's it and i guess yeah. again megadeth has more money but it's also like a matter of comfort so uh let's right. head on to the last couple of comments yeah uh, we have Perre coming in Perreu 666 could be finnish could be swedish i don't know there's an e in there could also be like lemmy just think it an e looks cool <laughs> right. uh, he says ha 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 yeah not good oh, okay <laughs> yeah. all right not not a fan i guess not a fan Maybe he digs Beherit demos. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Beherit. Yeah, that's rough stuff. I remember Beherit. They were like yeah. talking of the town there for a bit. Have you heard Beherit? Beherit. You know, it's a Swedish name for an old lady. Beherit. Yeah. Anyway, last comment is something that needs to be discussed. Sabbath Bloody Podcast. That would be Rai coming in saying, another Call of Duty garbage video, dot, 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 to be continued. And that's something I thought I have to bring this to Greg. And yeah, absolutely. Well, and, I mean, that's... And, uh, so, you know, so keep your, your views on it because I have it kind of short and sweet. To me, it looks like a waste of money. It looks expensive and it's fucking boring. It's this bland yes. uh, action that's happening, like with no plot or storytelling value whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it looks expensive. It looks pretty good, uh, you know, technically, but what a waste. Uh, I, I really didn't like it. Uh, a Call of Duty bullshit video is bang on target. I would say that he uh, he nailed that um, as far as uh, uh, commentary is concerned. I think Rai is the one who posted that. It's just pre- Dave Dave presented by Dave Mustaine. It's like the yeah, and I yeah. said that that says it all. It's not even a Megadeth production. It's a Dave Mustaine production, which everyone knows. But at least I guess he's being honest about it now and not even pretending that it's a Megadeth. Or even worse, they say it's Dave Mustaine's Megadeth. And I've always felt that, you know, this is Megadeth or else it would be called Dave Mustaine's Ego Project. (laughs) I guess the rumor is that this video is part one of a three-part trilogy, which is going to explain the the birth of Vic Rattlehead. Which we already explained. We explained that last time. We already explained that. Yeah, we perfectly explained that. He runs into a black medic seance. Yes. Bad stuff happens. End of story. Yes, what, you this, said it. It has yes. nothing to do with Call of Duty, right? <laughs> you wrote about this. You wrote about this in your autobiography. That was that was literally yeah. a quote I read from his autobiography. Vic Rattlehead accidentally finds a black magic seance 
and bad shit happens to him. Bad shit happens like, to that's, him. Like that's like uh, whatever. <laughs> fucking fucking whatever. whatever. It's him messing with the past again, like he did with the remasters. It's that again. It's like, oh, I can rewrite that. It's like he's a we already, cheap TV show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're going to reuse a plot idea and just change it up. Uh, you, know, you don't get away with it, basically. And uh, the video was not to my liking. Like, Does he think that, like, you know, he says these things and he does these things. Does he think that, like, we forget these things? Like, in a, in, oh, I don't know how it's sold in Sweden, but, like, his autobiography was on the bestsellers list here in America. So that means a substantial amount of people bought that book and read it for those who somehow didn't already know that skull beneath the skin was the story of Vic Rattlehead. You know, that's like, you already told us what had happened. So don't, you know, spare us the wheat snack of yeah. fucking <laughs> you know, trying, to, trying, to, trying yeah. to retell that story, you know? Right. Polka dancing his way across the podcast studio. Nick Nick Polak is in the house. Nick, welcome. Hello, Jan. Hello, Greg. This is Nick from Pot of Thunder, and I just wanted to offer a quick thought about the new Megadeth song, We'll Be Back. I heard it the other day for the first time, and immediately just, it's classic Megadeth. Um, I haven't been as excited about a Megadeth song since Head Crusher off of Endgame, which I don't even know how many years ago that was now. Um, yeah, so it's got everything you could want. I can't imagine a Megadeth fan being disappointed in this. Uh, guitars, vocals, everything just sounds like classic Megadeth. So uh, thanks for giving me a chance to express my opinion on this, and uh, have a good evening, gentlemen. Audio from Nick Jones. It's nice to have him on. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm really interested. Uh, whoever the the guy uh, I already forgot his name, Goat Slayer six 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 or whatever it was. I really want to know. I want to know more from this guy because I Who, who's that Goat Slayer six 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 or whatever that guy you said was whose comment was not good or whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was Petter. What was Petter. his? <laughs> yeah, yeah. P E P E R R. Uh which is O with the two dots, you know, Motred. Oh, the, uh, the umlauts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I want to hear more. Honestly, I want to hear more from this guy. Yeah, I want to hear more from all of them, you know. <laughs> Anyone who, who can it, completely forsake diplomacy for just straightforward, not good, yeah. I, 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 I want to hear more. And then I you have, have the flip side. You have uh, Nick Jones here. Yeah, I say, and then same, that guy not not disappointed in the middle. Same difference. I I, I want to hear, I, I want to hear more from all of these people. So hopefully they, um, hopefully they continue to interact with us because I really think that these kind of uh, adventures thrive on involvement from uh, from the listener base. So yeah, whether whether you love this song or you think it fucking sucks or it's not good. Yeah, keep putting your voice out there, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it. We've had a great joy, basically, since we released the first couple of episodes uh, mm -hmm. of uh, of uh, nice interaction, a lot of response, a decent amount of listeners, uh, good discussions on Twitter. So it's just a thank you from us to you listening, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for checking us out. I mean, obviously, we're still, um, you know, we're still, you know, exploring. You know, like like we said from the beginning, we're going to have a, a few different formats. So I know yep. people really enjoyed the uh, the listen along with with killing is my business, but again, you know we've um, we there's a lot of information. There's a lot of there's a big discography. There's a lot of history uh, to dissect, and um, more than one way to skin that cat. And so we're gonna go about it accordingly and, and address it multiple ways. You know, again, like I said before, we we're fans too. First and foremost, yeah, we listen to other podcasts. We have, you know, obviously, like, you know, if you follow Made in A to Z, you know, Johnny has another podcast. There's, you know, we're not, I don't know that we're going to be reinventing the wheel here, but we're certainly going to be, uh, you know, using the wheel to run other cars. And uh, I mean, so uh, actually, I didn't say this on any show, but uh, maybe Made in A to Z, I don't remember. It's a long time ago since we started. But uh, before I got into listening to music about three four years before that and about 10 years before i started playing guitar i was recording these radio shows 
in my room, partially in some kind of fake fake English too. Oh, so, that's know, awesome! It's like I always wanted to do this, and I love listening to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts because I like it when I bike too. It's more traffic safe than death metal. You were recording it in Swanglish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with guests <laughs> with guests and shit, and they would have the name like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> with that that's, sound bill <laughs> that's awesome yeah. well see i mean yeah. this is uh no i always wanted to do it you yeah know? again I, I love listening to them it's great for biking it's more traffic safe and also very long so you don't have to think of which songs you want to yes exactly you don't have to play around thing. just let it play yes yep we have a couple of more to let play too this is from we discussed the swedish death metal before right this is uh, anton from uh, katakomba a uh, friend of mine, and also uh, one of the better HM2 type death metal bands, I think, uh, of today. Their record's getting released by an American label, so. Uh, yeah, which one? Re Redefining Darkness, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, they're really cool. They're young guys. They're born around yeah. 99. Imagine Holy that. Holy shit. That's like your kids. Not really. Not really. Oh my God. I would have been a terrible father in 1999. I was still in high school. I was 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm glad you're not a high school dad. Not old enough for fatherhood, but old enough for winger, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit longer than the others, but it's still just uh, three minutes, 15. So. That's cool. What's good, guys? Hello, me, meet the real me. This is Anton <laughs> speaking. And uh, Jonathan asked me if I had heard the new Megadeth song and what I, what my thoughts were. First off, the opening riff sounds exactly the same as the first song off of uh, their last studio album, Dystopia. The thread is real. You should play that riff back to back with the new one. Uh, kind of, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a good riff, but still, it's really lazy to just rewrite. I'm glad that they bring the heat in terms of uh, the music. It's a throwback to, I would say, so far so good. So what? And peace cells that kind of Megadeth. Really good drumming from Dirk. And uh, what made me happy was that Kiko place akin to Chris Poland. It's really jazzy and like yeah, he's doing these jazz fusion chromatic runs, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I think that Chris Poland is probably my favorite uh, Megadeth guitarist. Nice. Good man. Obviously in competition to Mark Friedman. Uh, good caveat. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good throwback. The, the opening riff is not bad, but it's lazy to just rewrite it like that. I love that fire. Uh, what what always gets me is that they always lose on the production. It's so overdone. It's so produced. It's so 2022. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't get it. Why do all big thrash bands have this boomer production? <laughs> oh, like I really fucking loud. love it. It's, it's loudness wars all around. It's true, too. Uh, You're not wrong. It sounds like a drum machine, and it's there's no thrash metal nerve in it anymore. It's just computer blip blop. Uh, <laughs> the Pro Tools thing we talked about, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But um, not a bad song. But this is the most important question that I always ask myself every day. I can listen to something that I find good. But will I listen to it next week? Probably not. Okay, guys, take care. Bye bye. Okay, not dressing, not dressing the words coming in no, with fire, I, like you said, uh, Anton. Uh, that's a. I, I dig the fire, uh, even if I don't necessarily agree with all of it. I like the fact that you uh, you got the fire in you to, uh, to to rail against something that you you don't like, and also your uh, your band is uh, really cool too. 
check out the new single sacrificed it's nice yes you know i mean even if i even if i don't agree entirely with what he just said um i can't in in the same respect and maybe this is over, overly diplomatic i can't really disagree with it either you know um i don't know so much i mean yeah i guess it does kind of remind me a little bit of the lead off to uh, dystopia but i would thinking back i i actually think it reminds me more just in the construction of the song especially in the the first riff and the verse i think it probably reminds me more of um uh, the threat is no oh, no but this day we fight this this day we fight off of dystopia mm. it can it kind of just the way they 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 switch riffs and just the, the general construction of of this new song it it gave me more of a uh, this day we fight kind of vibe but um it, it, the, the the vibe of 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 thrash you know and and just modern production i mean that's that's kind of an age old argument that a lot of people have and i can't say it's it's not legitimate because that's just the way things are but you know i mean, how many of those classic bands that are still going uh adhere to those old school Iron Maiden recording sound pretty real still actually yeah but they're not not, thrash every, band, not everyone like, you know? no, exactly they're not they're they're not, not thrash band i mean not, if, not if you look at all those classic bands Honestly, and I think a lot of people probably would disagree with me on this. If you're going to look at uh, all the classic thrash bands and and at their adherence to classic recording sounds or, or, or versus modern recording sounds, you're not going to find a band that sounds closer to old school production values than Metallica. I don't think. I think that Metallica records have a much more classic recording underproduced vibe yep. compared to any other thrash or old metal band uh this day I mean if you listen to even their last record, you know, their thrashier songs, you know, like they're much more bare bones, they're much rawer sounding, much more underproduced. The hardwired album, if you listen to the even the thrashier songs like the title track or even Spit Out the Bone you know, just the general production value, it's much rawer, it's it, and it's much more underproduced, certainly much more underproduced, and I say underproduced, I mean, like, it doesn't sound, doesn't have that glossy vibe, it, it sounds rawer, it certainly sounds less produced than albums you're going to get by Megadeth, or Exodus, or Overkill, yeah, or, or really, or Death Angel, or really any of those classic bands that are still out there going wrong, or, or Anthrax, or anything like that. So, and, and I don't, I don't even want to make it sound like it, I'm kind of motherfucking those bands for for sounding the way they sound because those bands still put out good records, and for them to still be putting out good records, um, as far as like from a compositional standpoint, this late in the game, I mean, they deserve all the fucking flowers and all the praise in the world for them still being able to do that. You know, but like and they just choose a, a different path of production, you know, and you right. just have to be able to see through the whatever kind of production they go through to, to, to analyze the quality of the songs. But Metallica, to me, is the, the only one really out of those bands that, that still have kind of a rawness to their, their their album productions, you know, completely agree with that. And I would say your response was as good as Anton's uh, comment or uh, uh... I love that he's a young dude that's out there and he's more that he's got the fire to go out there and just you know for lack of a better term cut the head off of sacred cows you know because yeah, i think yeah. i think that I, I know i was there. I, I can't think of a better term actually that's like yeah uh, you know uh, I, I i even if i don't agree with it you you got to have the balls especially if you're out there doing it yourself you got to have the balls to go out there and say yeah my band's the shit and old bands need to step the fuck up and i, I love that even again yeah. i think You've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I sure. remember at one point, I remember specifically, and I remember I was at the rehearsal space where my old band was playing, and I think this is right around the time where maybe 13, maybe the Super Collider years, and I remember there was a bunch of bands hanging out because it, it was a night in the in the building where a lot of bands were practicing, and I remember like they were talking about the new Megadeth, and I was like, this record fucking sucks. Like the record, I just our band just put out. It's fucking better, and passionate. it's you were passionate. Yeah, I was passionate, and I, and I remember, like I said, like 
Mustaine has no excuse to put out records this bad. He's got 15 year head start on playing metal over over yeah, me and, and everyone and else in this band too. Like you're you're not. Wrong, yeah, right? I remember. Like he's got no excuse. Like he should be putting out great metal forever because he's got a 15 year head start on me and everyone else in this in this fucking building. Yeah. And like, and I think when you're young, y- you gotta be willing to to just to go for the throat like that because if you're not trying to be better than your heroes, then what the fuck are you even trying to do? I will say that I actually agree with everything he said, but it doesn't bother me as much as it clearly bothers him. Like, no. uh, it's correct points, but it doesn't destroy my experience yeah. too much. But I used to go around, uh, much like you, and yeah. with a passion, I was just always cutting on Megadeth's production, just like Anton. Mm-hmm. I, was, I heard myself in that, and I, I was saying, they've used the same template now for three albums, which I stand by. There was a while there where it just sounded like the same template. I think Dystopia yeah. broke that curse. And I think this uh, this production on this new one doesn't really bother me. I agree it's overproduced. Yeah, well, I agree with everything of that. But I'm okay with it. More so, I think, than Anton. Productions. I, I don't know. It really depends on the quality of the song. Yeah, and another example to, to go with that is how bothered am I by recent Maiden, this, the stuff that they do that bothers people. Shit has mm-hmm. long songs, uh, the sound some, some people are bothered by. I'm not very mm-hmm. bothered by it because I'm like, right. I've already accepted it. And same goes for the Megadeth production. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I honestly to to kind of piggyback on what Anton said, um, the way I look at maybe the way he looks at production with Megadeth is maybe how I look at with with lyrics with Megadeth, where I've just kind of the, the, the lyricism, what it meant to me at one point, I've let go of of that expectation just because it's not realistic to maybe even have that anymore. Production as well too, but that but that's the thing though, Megadeth they were never. They were never like this band trying to keep it cult. No, no, or no, no. He's, rather they were never that he always band. Talks about so, technology, but, you know, he wants to be had with technology. He do three sixty yeah, videos and stuff when that was in vogue, you know. Or he never hesitated to say, "Yeah, I've had records that sound like shit." You know, I mean, he didn't like "Killing Is My Business." He didn't like the production of "So Far So Good." So what? You know, I mean, yeah. he was never shy about saying, "Listen, I these records sound like like ass." Yeah, you know, yeah. which and is he likes you know, technology. Technology fits yeah. the overall Megadeth vibe. He uh, he yeah. was one of the earliest earliest on the internet with an official website. Apparently, Megadeth. Oh, yeah. was very yeah. early. So. Megadeth, Megadeth, Arizona with the, the Euthanasia album. I, I I don't know of uh, that was the first time I was aware of a band website. Um, mm. That record, but like, yeah, like so. I mean, again, they don't have. He's such a tremendous when he's on his game very difficult to find someone in the metal world better than him i mean he's fucking he's an uber talent you know forever and and that's an honestly to kind of piggyback on other discussions we've had with other people or other things people have said like some people that don't like this new song i've seen them on social media saying inferring that like well, Megadeth was never good anyway, or Mustaine sucks, and it's like, well, how, yeah, that's, that's, how? Why don't you just tell people I don't know anything about metal? Why, why don't you just say I don't know anything about music? Because to infer that Mustaine is anything less than a pivotal and vital riff lord oh, yeah, in the, the history of metal, uh, 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 let's let's not forget um, he, he's. He gets paid every year because he wrote songs for Metallica. You know? <laughs> so, he wrote the best riffs for that band, too. I mean, of course, there's some legendary riffs like Master Puppet's verse that I think is Hetfield, but most of Hetfield's best riffs sound a bit Dave to me, a little bit. I don't know for certain, but I, the story I always heard was... In Leper Messiah, that was a Mustaine riff, and they just kind of paid him off because they they didn't want to give him publishing on three records. So I think they just said, "Listen, we'll just pay you lump sum for this. You're gonna we're gonna pay you out of your co-write for this song." But so he has credited writings, co-writes on two Metallica records, and uh more than likely in uh, a credit that is uncredited on a third Metallica album. So anyone pretending Mustaine is not a pivotal 
super vital or important writer in the history of metal is I don't even know what to say, but you need to you need to check yourself and and get right with your history. Was, I had to take an epic pee. I'd been chugging water all the time. <laughs> so we still have three more submissions, actually. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very, actually, I will say that because this was all also uh, on short notice. So I will say that, that I'm very happy about that, just as like all the other engagement that we, we've had lately. So keep it up and join the fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Second entry from our friends in the Purple Podcast. So we're going to hit up uh, a porch somewhere outside of Chicago with the... Uh, Nate. Cool. And his wife, I think. Wow. All right. I just listened to Megadeth will be back for the second time with my wife who's on the patio with us. How did you how did you like it? It was it was as advertised. Yes, I think it's exactly what she expected, which is to mean not in her wheelhouse. Um, let's see. My notes. I thought that the guitar tone at the beginning sounded a little cheesy, but then when the uh, oh, she disagrees. But then when the uh, when the band kicked in, it, it fit in well with the with the thing. The drum stabs coming in very Megadeth. The good staccato bits, very Countdown to Extinction, where they were kind of coming in at the beginning. Then Mustaine is kind of doing his classic thing, and he's singing to himself. I think his voice has held up a lot better than uh, a lot of his peers, mostly because there was less voice to hold up. Um, sounding a little bit gravelier than he did 30 years ago, but that's to be expected. Um, so the way he sings, I think, ages a little bit better than some of the screamers. Guitar solo was great. Really uh, great rhythm to it. Kept in time really well with the song. Um, overall, the song, I thought, at the beginning was kind of fairly generic. Then you get those church bells coming in, I thought, which is a little little 40 years ago, um, which I could have done without. Outro was great, very Polaris-like, um, really enjoyed the the outro bit. Um, um, I thought the first time I heard it that it didn't seem that very, that very long for me. I guess song this time it seemed a little longer, but probably just because we're talking about the doom state that our country is in right now while we were listening to it. So that's my take. quoting Leonard Skinner on that uh, there's things going on there's things going on talk a little bit more about the vocal approach and right. how, how they've had less of a voice to keep than maybe yeah, most of metal singers and it's true and I, I agree with that that it's a good thing actually that he has an understated vocal is easier to perceive well you said it best I mean uh, last uh, episode or maybe it was the first one never been a vocal flex band never been you know but also, I feel like in order to love this band, you have to love the voice. So yeah. I think there, I think it's only a vocal flex band if you're if you're a huge fan. I don't know one person who has ever said, "Man, I fucking love Megadeth." Can't stand that fucking voice. You know, <laughs> like I know a lot. I know a lot of people who have said, "I would love Megadeth more if there wasn't that voice." Yeah, that you know? or like I would have gotten into them. I, I really wanted two great riffs, but I couldn't get in because of that voice. You yeah, know, I can see that. But I, for yeah. some reason, I always liked him on record. I think it sounds cool on record. I think deep down, it's maybe something I always appreciated, but maybe wasn't aware until I was older. But I, I, identifiability or identity is very important to me, and he has that. I mean, you fucking know it's Mustaine within half a second. Yep. You know. Some critique from him, a bit like Anton, actually. You know, he addressed the riff, not really yeah. giving it to him. And uh, also, he noticed the bells like I did and felt ah, maybe not that fresh. You know, uh, a lot of uh, common ground, basically. The more critically you can you could turn an ear to it is you're willing to put the time in to develop an opinion. Yep. This one came in text from Mr. Chris Benson. So here it comes. Main riff, not exactly groundbreaking or even exciting, but still has uh, an old-timey Megadeth speed metal vibe. 
that's enough to win me over. What a bizarre compliment that is. Yeah, really. Is, actually. You're right. <laughs> I love that. I fucking, I fucking love that. Overall production, pretty nice. Smooth bass. Uh, Dave's voice sounding good. Chorus feels a bit weird. Feels like a pre-chorus. Okay. Oh, maybe. Uh, and he says, not really registering the speed soloing. I think that's a first listen kind of thing. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, oh, worth a second listen. Definitely give that a second listen, sir. Yeah. Verse, verse vocals uh, sound uh, like uh, classic standard Megadeth. So much that I thought for minutes that I heard them before, or for moments that I heard them before. Well, that well, no, there's definitely moments where I think he he, whether intentionally or unintentionally, he, he copied patterns from Black Friday. Yeah, you said so, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the second part. Okay, he calls it Act Two, which is the outro. Shaga shaga, nice change. <laughs> <laughs> the whole outro is sweet yeah. overall a nice song uh, verse a bit generic for my taste chorus didn't really lift oh yeah we said so yeah. uh, reminds me of here comes the comparisons it reminds me of Rust in Peace uh, uh, which I would argue is the most classic Megadeth record which of course is a good thing <laughs> I like the ads that yeah. <laughs> uh, also makes me think of System Has Failed alright yeah maybe we listen a lot to that record before Okay. I think they wanted uh, an aggressive single uh, to get kick across the message we're back yeah probably oh yeah absolutely uh, if the rest of the album delivers on this same level it's going to be a real good one and then he adds on second listen it's probably more peace cells than rust in peace all right there we go okay and, and that's about it he compares it to dystopia and says he likes it more than the dystopia tracks he likes how, how good i mean how good is a band that you could unenthuse someone and then still have them be still on the page of, well, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. <laughs> Dan Mortimer coming in from London with his view on the new track. Yeah, I've been a fan of Megadeth now for probably about 10 to 12 years. It took me quite a long time to get into them compared to other huge metal bands like Maiden, Metallica, etc. Because I couldn't get beyond the vocals for a long time. But uh, after a while I I started to really enjoy them. And um, yeah, I heard a few albums and I thought they were great. You know, I I love uh, the older stuff in particular. But um, the... But they've they've got a few good good tracks on the on the newer albums, particularly Endgame, and I thought United Abominations was a pretty good album. Um, yeah, the new song I'm liking it a lot. I thought I think they they, they sound a lot more um, inspired um, compared to the singles from from the last album, Dystopia. I thought that had a few all right tracks, but uh, I don't know. It took me a while to get into that album, but 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 the new the new song will be back. Um, yeah, it's great. Like, you know, it sounds really fast and urgent and furious. And uh, I think Dave sounds really, really good. I think the vocals were a lot better than, you know, considering that he had uh, throat cancer. Um, yeah, they're really great vocals. And uh, they, they sound um, younger and inspired. And I'm looking forward to hearing the album. That's awesome. I fuck, dude, I fucking, I, I lo- so far, I love that the people that have contributed. Uh, commentary whether it be via tweet or, or verbally via recording it's all very passionate and it's all very informed so yeah i mean agreed folk, folks keep it up i fucking love it it's only one left actually let's hear it would be uh, george silano from uh, metal gods podcast metal gods okay what is up so far so pod so what listeners you've got george from metal gods podcast here to hit you with my impressions of We'll Be Back. The first time I heard the song, it gave me a strong vibe of the last album, Dystopia. That's no coincidence. Dave knows full well that Dystopia is his best work since the 90s. Right off the bat, We'll Be Back gives us a riff that's very reminiscent of The Threat Is Real, the track that opened Dystopia. I'm going to toss in a clip of both of those riffs back to back. You tell me what you think. Oh, you're producing. Oh. 
Nice. Nicely done. Yeah, this would be fairly surreal. Also cool riff. Oh, yeah. It's tough to argue with. It is. There's a ton of soloing. Basically, it's a solo section in between each of the verses and chorus, if applicable. We listen to Megadeth for guitar solos, so good on them for playing to their strengths. Around the three and a half minute section, there's a chugging part that sounds like it could have come straight from a Lamb of God album. Lamb of God has been touring with Megadeth, and they did that collaboration of Wake Up Dead together. So it seems safe to say that Mustaine has taken some influence from Randy Blythe and his boys. I can hear it, George. Overall, this is a great tune. It makes me excited to hear the full album when it drops. I'm sure they've got other great songs in store for us. This is off to a promising start. So thanks, Greg and Jonathan, for inviting me to get in some commentary. I'm a big-time Megadeth fan. And if you want to hear a show dedicated to Judas Priest, pretty similar to this one, <laughs> then check out Metal Gods Podcast. We've had both Greg and Jonathan as guests, and we will again in the future. See you there. Uh, classic American move, capitalism. Quick enough, though. Yeah, enough. very, 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 very sly. Very, very great contribution, uh, George. Very astute. Very, very well, uh, well spoken, well analyzed, and fucking well presented. Yep. And I would say that it's almost like him and Anton colluded, right? Because he comes yeah. improving Anton's theory perfectly. It's, we were, we were in two minds about that. We were like, ah, yeah. I don't think it is. And then you know, proof is in that, in our ears. Proof is in the ear pudding. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's, you can't really argue with that, you know, overall hyped. I know he likes Kiko a lot and I agree. This yeah. is a guitar solo. This is the coming out party for Kiko. And that's the most from, to me, most, uh, celebratory fact. Yeah, I agree. We appreciate the, uh, the contributions as far as, uh, you know, comments and, and following us on socials, you know, we are, as far as we know, the only Megadeth uh, podcast out there. People want if people got stuff to say on the socials. Let's fucking include it, you know. So my final words of this one will be: When you kill a man, you're a murderer. <laughs> kill many, you're a conqueror. Kill them all, you're a pod. <laughs> man, as soon as you started going to that, I knew it. I knew it was like, oh, he's gonna end with you're a pod. That's awesome.